Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining me this cold Tuesday afternoon. Last Tuesday, we launched a new series on The Rush. It is called Weird Toronto History. And joining me this week again to talk about some of the things he's uncovered is Adam Bunch, award-winning author, storyteller, and historian. Welcome back to The Rush, Adam. Hi, thanks for having me back. So today, we've actually got a couple of weird Toronto sports stories. Most of us might think it's the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs used to win championships <laughs> and no longer do. But this, a couple of your stories go back a little bit further in Toronto's history. Why don't you tell me about the first one? Well, it's a story that uh, appears in uh, sports history, Toronto Sports History Exhibit, uh, co-curated at Myzeum, and got the chance to dig up a lot of old, strange stories. And one of the oldest ones was from nearly 200 years ago now, and actually starts in New York City, where a cricket club there got an invitation to come to Toronto to play the Toronto Cricket Club. And this was back in the 1840s when Toronto was still a pretty remote place, uh, sort of a frontier town. It would be a decade before we got the first railroad. So this wasn't an easy place to get to. But the New York Cricket Club was clearly excited by the invitation, made that long and grueling journey north, I guess probably by stagecoach and steamship, something that must have taken days to do and then arrived in Toronto to discover that the whole thing was a prank, that the invitation was fake, and the Toronto Cricket Club wasn't expecting them at all. It had been sent by some mysterious prankster who was just pretending to be a representative of the Toronto Cricket Club. So when the New York Cricketers arrived after that long journey, there was nothing here waiting for them, no game planned. Uh, the Torontonians were a bit embarrassed that this prank had been pulled. So they did their best, threw together sort of an impromptu game, uh, invited a bunch of fans, got the lieutenant governor to show up. I think they had bands playing that day, tried to make it as big an event as they could, even though it was a big surprise. And then, years later, decided to make up for it. So the Toronto Cricket Club gathered some of the other best cricketers from what were the Canadian colonies back then and headed south to New York City themselves to play a game there. And since they invited sort of an all-star team of Canadians, it would be the first really Canadian national team in any sport. Uh, heading down to play New York as representatives of the United States. So even though it was decades before Confederation, since these Canadians were representing the province of Canada, it's uh, sort of recognized by most historians as the very first time in history in any sport that two national teams played each other. So huge landmark in so the world's sporting history that starts with that strange story. Uh, and for us, has a happy ending because the Canadians managed to win that match by 23 runs. So really, the very first international sporting match, and it was cricket. Yeah, it's a little hard to believe that such a strange little story has such a big 
place in history, but that seems to be the historical consensus. And it's a time when Toronto's still an incredibly British place, a very British city. It's a time when mostly only upper-class Torontonians have enough free time to play sports and have a really strict control on sporting in the city, so that cricket, this big British sport, and one that you need a few days of sort of leisure time to be able to play, was one of, if not the biggest sport in Toronto. So in the 1800s was a huge part of life in our city. Now, the Toronto Cricket Club still exists today. Uh, Is that the same Toronto Cricket Club? You know, I'm not actually sure about that. It might very well be. Cricket does have those long roots in Toronto. Uh, and certainly some of the original sort of generation of sporting clubs from the 1800s all founded back then. There were you know, five clubs in five different sports back then, including the Toronto Hunt Club, which does exist today and still uh, doesn't actually do any hunting anymore, but takes their hounds and horses out for rides uh, out by Creemore, north of the city. Uh, so, yeah, there are definitely still some organizations in Toronto that can trace their roots back to those very early days of sporting uh, in the city. I'm speaking with Adam Bunch, who is an award-winning author, storyteller, and historian. This is a new uh, segment on The Rush, Weird Toronto History. This week, we are highlighting some weird Toronto sports stories from the past. The next one is about rowing, Adam. Most people in Toronto now know the name Hanlon just because of Hanlon's Point out on the island. But in the late 1800s, Ned Hanlon, who grew up out there, and the point's named after his family, he was one of the most famous athletes on earth. He'd grown up on the island, rowing across the harbor to go to school every day, uh, heading out fishing with his dad out there and became one of the greatest rowers in history. He was so good that they say he used to sort of play with his competition. He'd get leads that were so huge that he'd be able to stop halfway through the race, blow kisses to the crowd, wait for his competitors to catch up, and then take off again was winning huge match races. He even helped Toronto forget the fact that he'd been accused and charged with some bootlegging out there at Hanlon's Hotel on the island uh, and sort of turned him from uh, sort of an almost criminal-like figure into a huge hero internationally. In fact, there's a Toronto in Australia that's named that because Ned Hanlon paid them a visit back uh, around the turn of the century. And one of his biggest races ever happened right out on Toronto Harbor, his old stomping grounds, when he had a match race against a big American champion, this guy Fred Playstead. Uh, It was such a big event that the city declared it an official holiday. Uh, They set up floating grandstands out on the water, uh, in part so that you'd have to pay admission to go uh, see it, since it was going to be out far from the shoreline. Uh, had steamboats filled with people who headed out to go see it, uh, people climbing all over uh, the buildings downtown, climbing up the masts of ships to try to get this shot uh, or this 
sight line to the race. And again, it was a big day for Toronto because Ned Hanlon won that race. Uh, and despite the fact that it actually had a very grisly component, that one of the fans was so desperate to see the race, they climbed up uh, an old grain elevator on, I think, the Esplanade, lost his footing and fell to his death because people were so excited to see Ned Hanlon and so excited that he won that race that the day was still hailed as a big success, even though there was one fatality associated with it. You know what caught my attention, Adam, on this one is you said it was 40,000 people. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is full capacity for the Jays, right? Like when you think about how many people in 1878 would show up for a single sporting match, that's what you're talking about. And when you think of it as a percentage of the population of the city, uh, it would have been an enormous number of the people who lived here. A bunch of sporting events that had that kind of draw. Toronto's first baseball stadium, a sellout there was 10% of the entire city, about 10,000 people. And it must have been a much higher percentage that day for Ned Hamlin with those 40,000 people crowding the waterfront like that. Now, Adam, we just have a, a few seconds left, but the reason we're talking about sports this week is that my myzeum is actually hosting some curated tours this weekend. Give us a, a quick pricey on that. Yeah, so we've got this sport, Toronto Sports History exhibit that's free to visit, uh, open till March 9th. And this Saturday afternoon, we're going to give a couple of free curator tours. Myself and Morgan Campbell will show you around, share some of the stories and how it came to be at 1 and 3 p.m. All free. All you have to do is head to the Myzeum website to register. 401 Richmond Street West. Adam Bunch, we will uh, look forward to more of Weird Toronto History. Thanks so much for joining me on The Rush this afternoon. Thanks for having me.